Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Megan Sunday. And I'm Bo North. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter. And today we're here to talk about chapters 9 and 10 of God Emperor of Dune, just as soon as we fend off these clumsy threats to our person. Always so clumsy. Can you really... Can you call it really a threat to your person if your person is a worm? Can you call it a threat to your wormson? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, but it's fun. <laughs> there are so many parts in both of these chapters, but sp- particularly in this first one where people are just like, the worm. <laughs> the worm. Yes. Like, have you seen uh, him? The have worm. Have you seen the worm? Oh, he should It needs have a songs. jingle of its own. Yeah. He needs to have a theme song. I think that I would be agree. really good for him. It'd really pep people <laughs> up. Because it seems we like have... actually a lot of people are very anti this worm. And maybe if he had a little song. Yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, the tyrant rolls. <laughs> He's got to stop rolling. <laughs> the I next chapter when Mineo's get... like, is he going to roll? Oh, he... fuck. Yeah, he's looking for worm sign for sure. What is he gonna do? (laughs) Yeah, they. I felt like Frank maybe needed a thesaurus because tyrant is liberally overused in this. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Everyone is just like the tyrant, the tyrant, the tyrant worm, which sounds pretty cool. I have to acknowledge that. Yeah, tyrant worm. The worm. Tyrant worm sounds gives a little punch up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm still not. I saw an earthworm and I was just like, see, I'm looking at you. And I imagine that writ large. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say this out There's loud to the worm. Earthworms, but... though, they're so pink. No, he's not pink. Wouldn't that be funny if they were like, and he was hot pink? <laughs> we don't know why that happened. <laughs> he just looked like a giant dog's dog. Sorry, oh. I should, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, we don't know what happened. He became a worm and then he turned hot pink. <laughs> we don't talk about it because he gets offended. Yeah. He gets He's awfully fun- offended awfully easily for someone who's 3,000 years old. Yeah. The, the older you get, the shorter that fuse gets, my friend. I guess. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, he's but, just roll, rolling over people all over the place. Speaking of earthworms, that brings up the eternal question. Mm. Would you still love me if I was a worm? And on that note, this chapter is when we meet Huynery. Yeah. Um, she's here to answer that age-old question. <laughs> they should have asked her that. Would you still love someone if he was a worm? Because we have a proposition for you. <laughs> but first first we have a clip from the stolen journals oh yeah 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 so and i would like to note that the narrator like there's two different narrate or two different voices i guess that narrate the audiobook so the the person that's narrating all of the sto- stolen journal entries all the epigraphs in this book is the same one that has voiced paul in earlier books okay so it, it always annoys me like extra <laughs> to listen to them because I feel like it's Paul talking and I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> we didn't ask okay. for this. So, yeah, here we go from this from the stolen journals. 
Some say I have no conscience. How false they are, even to themselves. I am the only conscience which has ever existed. As wine retains the perfume of its cask, I retain the essence of my most ancient genesis, and that is the seed of conscious. consciousness. That is what makes me holy. I am God because I am the only one who really knows his heredity. Um, mm. I, I did that ancestry DNA test. I'm the so, only conscience boo. that has ever existed. I mean, ego much. Oh my God. When he's full on, just I am God. It's like later. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this is something he wrote just to freak them out. Like he knew these <laughs> journals were going to get stolen. So it was like Gone Girl. He was just like, let me write some, <laughs> some shit in here. Let me write some incredibly fucked up shit. <laughs> I will use a lot of different pens. So they'll think mm -hmm. it happened at different times. I'll get really florid about wine and casks and perfumes. Like, dude, <laughs> no one wants to talk to you. Okay, Lord Byron, like, spare us. <laughs> uh, still, Can we make the... a case for Leto 2 being a Byronic hero? <laughs> I don't think uh, so. He's, uh, he, the hero. He's when... a worm. <laughs> yeah, he's just a worm. He's not a hero. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um, no, I think I've mentioned this before, but years and years and years ago, when I was a teen, my friend and I tried to do a seance to call up the spirit of Lord Byron, and I've been <laughs> yeah. grateful every day since that it didn't work. <laughs> and it's it that story gets more delightful every time I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it has worked, and he's just a real creeper ghost, so he doesn't I like mean, make his presence known. He's just like hee. -hee. Oh, he's been, yeah, he's been hanging out in locker rooms for <laughs> centuries. No. Oh. Uh, so what we have here are the Inquisitors of Ix. Mm -hmm. uh, they are interviewing a candidate for ambassador to the court of, of Leto. Yeah. And so how do they pronounce her name in the audiobook? Hui. 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 I'm, Hui. What's she going to do? Come and get me. Yeah. Hui. Uh, Hui. So they're interviewing Hui Nuri. Mm -hmm. And she just decides to be like, so I just want to talk about Leto. Because mm -hmm. I think he sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. She's very open-minded about him and seems like willing to give him more of a benefit of the doubt, <laughs> considering he's a giant worm. Yeah, she doesn't understand why anyone would go through that kind of transformation just for immortality and power. She thinks those are lame reasons. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, someone offered me immortality and power, but you had to be a worm. No, that's cool. Okay. No, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. Really good. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the offer so much. But no, no, no. <laughs> so she's like, would any of you guys do that? No, like, that's not. Okay, then you tell us. Since mm -hmm. you're so smart. You know yeah. so much about Lord yeah. This Lito. is this is a really shitty HR department because they're oh, seriously awful. like they're just really mean. Oh, since you're so smart, oh, you're superior intellect. It's really rude. She says, "Well, we all know he can predict the future," and they're like, "Well, then there you go. That's a good reason to be a worm." She said, "He could do that before he was a worm." <laughs> yeah. So she he must have seen something in the future. That meant he had to be a worm. Yeah. And I mean, and they're like, logically, okay, fine. Then yeah. what was it? 
She's like, I don't know. I'm not the one who can see the future. (laughs) (laughs) How do you expect me to know? She's like, well, I want, I would like to find out. Mm -hmm. Getting to know the worm. She thinks he could, he would be interesting to talk to. I, she's more open-minded than me. She's very curious. I would say that she has a real curiosity about the, the world and the worm. Just looking at you with that face. <laughs> no. <laughs> that should, you know, there have been so many uh, horror movies that are like, you know, they, you know, quote unquote, like, no, nothing happens. It's all too mysterious. There should just be one where you just like see a flash of a worm. Like, Wait, what was that? <laughs> oh. Like a Doctor Who villain or something. <laughs> He does come off like a Doctor Who villain sometimes. He really does. He really does. Or one of those ones that isn't really a villain, but like they show up and of course the Doctor's like, oh, I've known you for 2,000 years. And they yeah, just like. Or they're just make... like, oh, we're an aggressive culture, but we're not harmful. <laughs> it's like we're st- I'm just a worm. <laughs> yeah. And everyone has to go, oh, okay. Well, they really do wanna... have those one, that one species that is kind of wormy with faces i don't know what they're called but they're red and they're wormy oh i don't like anything about that i don't think i know those they were they were in the 50th anniversary special or whatever which i I cannot believe that the six okay let's let's not get sidetracked (laughs) i'll sit here and talk about doctor who all night The, the 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 fact remains that if you could have a conversation with the face of Bo, which I would not want to do. Oh, no. it's gross as hell. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Yeah. Like, maybe if the doctor was there, I would be more comfortable talking to a worm. Yeah. Like, why don't you handle this? I mean, really, I think the doctor is the only one who could talk to Leto. Right? Cross in all sincerity. Yeah, in all sincerity. I think I'm he's gonna really the only one. I'm going to look and see if one. this has happened and pray that it's not an explicit fit. Okay. A O three, like oof. So, yeah, oh, but we should also explain that she's the niece of someone that was once in Leto's court. Her uncle so Malky, Uncle Malky. So she has like some familiarity through his stories about like the court and Le- and his thoughts on Leto, which in and of themselves were pretty interesting. I thought. Yeah, and I, like so, the Inquisitor is like, "Well, you're making him sound like he's this selfless leader," and she says, "Well, I mean, wasn't that what the Atreides were known for?" Yeah, and he they try to be they try to trick her. They say, "Well, like, well, what good care? What other good mm-hmm. character would you attribute to him?" And she's like, "I didn't say good. I just said he has character." Mm-hmm. Which just comes across as like a sign at an elementary school <laughs> character. <laughs> get it <laughs> have it whatever yeah perseverance no just that's say the word no. of the month yeah that is what i've learned uh for everyone that was that is the word of the month at my daughter's school is perseverance it means never give up mm. um when you're a worm <laughs> when you're a worm <laughs> she's still i keep bringing it up like i'm trying to be like yeah, I have to talk about these books again where the guy is a worm and she's just like, I still don't understand how that's helpful. Like, <laughs> why did he do that? Because... It's a great is, question. What can he do? Like, be a worm, <laughs> basically. <laughs> he doesn't sleep. He sleeps, like, 
once every six months or something. Yeah. We find out next chapter. So Uncle Malky told her that he has, sometimes he has like some real BFFs. Mm -hmm. They're like, other times he kills them. And she's like, okay, (laughs) fair. Yeah. But they, she and her uncle think that these are because of the clumsy threats to his person. Yeah, because the Inquisitors are like, well, he's killed people before. And she's like, yeah, people that have tried to kill him first. She's probably like, I've killed like six people. We've all <laughs> killed people. I mean, who what here do you has want? Like, do you see the kind of future we live in? Like, I poisoned eight people last night. Uh, he doesn't tolerate pretension, which is why we're not friends. Right. <laughs> I was strolling in that whatever like spanish hood headband i bought today and he'd be like nope get out of here i'm like but i'm fancy leto <laughs> leto i'm so fancy <laughs> like, i don't care uh he apparently killed all the historians yeah and destroyed their work which i do not like on a professional level yeah, uh, there's some talk in here about, like, tyrant versus man of the people, because Leto seems to be trying to, you know, play both roles. But he knows so much, and he's such a good conversationalist. It's like, yeah, but you have to talk to a war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the Inquisitors are, they are arseholes, for sure, but, and just talk down to her constantly, but she seems to, like, give it back pretty well. Yeah, that's for sure, which is why at the end she's like, well... Thanks for your time, I guess. And they're like, don't worry about it, new ambassador. <laughs> but, but, but what? Sounds like you're going to be a good time for the worm. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they just... Um, she She's big on this idea that, yeah, like if, if Leto likes you, then he's actually pretty nice and and good to talk to and good to know she says that he lacks all innocence and naivete and is to be feared only when he pretends to have them i have not seen any evidence of him doing this but i guess uncle malky has seen it then yeah giving us the benefit of your supreme wisdom and it's like the fuck you (laughs) you guys are assholes there he's always leto is always seeking after newness and originality He's like the vampire Lestat. He's just like, I'm so She's bored. already got a bit of an, an intellectual crush on him, I think. Yeah. She's like, I know he's a yeah. worm, but. He's a 10, but he's a worm. <laughs> and he talks too much. Yeah. <laughs> I need people to stop. People keep texting me about yellow jackets. And it's like, I can't talk about yellow jackets uh, there are no yellow jackets in God Emperor of Dune. Yeah. There should be. Uh, should we move on to the next chapter then? Yes. Because that was pretty much the... That was our introduction to Hui, and we will have more of her coming up. But... Oh, yeah. For now, we're going to get back to our old, and I do mean old, pal Maneo. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, more from the Stolen Journals. Mm-hmm. It is. It's Leto. He's coming. He sent some people for me. He's like, I hear you're making fun of me. He's looked up to Alexa. Oh, no. He's too powerful. (laughs) 
He's running the Alexa every time that it's like, hey, just wanted to give you an update on some books you might want to add to your Kindle library. And I'm just like, Alexa, Alexa, Alexa. You gotta be, gotta be cool. Don't say that out loud. You must remember that I have at my internal demand every expertise known to our history. This is the fund of energy I draw upon when I address the mentality of war. If you have not heard the moaning cries of the wounded and the dying, you do not know about war. I have heard those cries in such numbers that they haunt me. I have cried out myself in the aftermath of battle. I have suffered wounds in every epoch, wounds from fist and club and rock, from shell-studded limb and bronze sword, from the mace and the cannon, from arrows and laser guns and the silent smothering of atomic dust, from biological invasions which blacken the tongue and drown the lungs, from the swift gush of flame and the silent working of slow poisons, and more I will not recount. I have seen and felt them all. To those who dare ask why I behave as I do, I say, with my memories, I can do nothing else. I am not a coward, and once I was human. Mm. Big words for right. a big worm. <laughs> with a little, little hands. <laughs> little hands. Right with your little hands. <laughs> Your little hands. You should get them some of those little baby hands you can put on your hands. It'll be real fun. I put those in my plants. I don't know why. It's just funny. <laughs> I think the plants should feel like they have someone waving to them. I like it. Yeah. I care. Oh, but like we said, this chapter focuses mainly on our boy Maneo, who is, he's real tired. Guys, he's just tired. He's just done. He hasn't slept in days. Nope. He just came in from the rain, which always frustrating and bad. He's like a hundred. Everyone hates that. And eighteen years old. He should not be He's doing all this. Hundred and eighteen years old. Years young. Years young. <laughs> What's that vine? I'm eighty, <laughs> and I can do this. <laughs> he like jumps up and down or something. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Hauling away dead Duncan Idaho's will, you know, keep your core in strength. It's important that we note that he is helped out of his wet cloak by a fish speaker mm. who is a heavy set woman with a square face, which is the kind Leto likes to have around. I assume just because they're strong and not because he finds that like appealing. Um, because, you know, of course the fish speakers aren't supposed to be, you know, like pretty or anything, yeah. unless they're. Siona. Oh, or they're meant for other things. Ew. Yeah. Well, they're all, like, together. Mm -hmm. So. That will come later, but it is very... I will say it's very funny, because it definitely has... There's a very... Like, you know, Queen Victoria not making lesbianism illegal because she can't imagine it. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of like Leto's like, oh, all the fish speakers all have sex with each other. I, uh, that's, that seems okay. Yeah, I mean, it's right? their business, right? I guess that's fine. <laughs> like, if there was a man in there, that'd be a big problem. But, like, they could just all sleep with each other, I guess. And uh, he and all of his advisors just go, I, I guess. <laughs> I'm glad. Siona's just like, oh, my God. I'm really glad that Frank decided to take, on, take this on in this book. <laughs> there's so much to come yeah uh he knows he has to get changed because leto hates hates water hates moisture mm -hmm. 
um, he, th- he thinks to himself, Shy Hulud hungers for Dune. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because now the planet's all weird. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I hope you're happy. You can't have... You can't go out with an umbrella. No. <laughs> but yeah. A big raincoat. He's he's coming down the lift and he's just like, Ugh, the crypts again. Yeah, like, do we have to meet in the crypts every time? I mean, I don't know. Every time? If we're you were a big worm, where would you want to hang out, really? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and you can't be anywhere near where there might, if there's a sudden rain shower. Yeah, exactly. It's very, like, Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> um, but, oh, if he had an umbrella, he would, he would look like my neighbor Totoro. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is just doing nothing. I don't think that tail and everything is, those flippers are fitting under one umbrella. It'd have to be a mighty big umbrella. No. He needs, like, a Pope mobile. Yeah, or, like, a hut mobile. Like Jabba the Hutt's little cruiser. Well, okay, but the the cruiser's, like, an actual, it's like a party barge. Yeah. It's not, like, how he just gets around. He well, gets around on a cart, much like Leto. Yeah, but it has a big shade. It has, like, a big sunbrella. Okay, fair. Yeah. Leda would definitely think he was above having like dancing girls, but I don't oh, yeah, think he yeah. would like. He would be like, just have them dance like over there. He'd be like, if it entertains the fish speakers, whatever. <laughs> I don't really care. Bring on the dancing girls. <laughs> uh, so he's glad that Leto seems awake. Mm-hmm. So yeah, every every month he like dozes off, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's what he does. Yeah. I could not live to be 3,000 years old and not sleep. Oh, my God. Like, well, but I get it because, like, I'm 45 and I barely sleep as it is. I mean, I'm getting a solid three and a half, four hours every night. Are you a worm? Uh, I could be. It's I mean, possible. I just saw you and you didn't appear to be a worm, but I don't know what you've been doing <laughs> since you got home. It's true. In the week since you saw me, I have become a worm. <laughs> I feel like your husband would have alerted me. He'd be like, um, I'd get a text like, Megan. I need to alert you to a situation. That's <laughs> a picture of you and you're a worm. It's like, oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I always knew this day would come. Well, <laughs> keep her trapped. Impossible. Just kidding. <laughs> so he's, he's 100. So Manea was 118 years old. Yeah. Or he will be. When they get back from on. Yeah. And Leto finds it amusing that he won't extend his life by spice. Dude, not everyone wants to live to be a thousand years old. Yeah, he's like, it's isn't it so funny how Mineo's like so ready to die? Like he is so ready to die. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Like, that's hilarious. <laughs> the concept of death. Like Tee-hee-hee. Being ready for death after being alive for 118 years working for a worm. Can you imagine? <laughs> and having a child when you were like 100. Yeah. Because, I mean, Siona's only supposed to, I mean, she's like 25 or something. Yeah. But like, yikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's only sticking around, uh, Leto thinks, because he wants to see Siona as the head of the fish speakers. It's like, you do know that she's like leading a rebellion against him. Right. Like, but they got to bring her over the, onto their side Mm -hmm. for her other purpose. Yeah. Her witches. She has to be tested. 
She has to be tested because they have to make see if she's good to go mm-hmm. for breeding with the new Duncan Idaho. So uncomfortable with this. This all of this. Ugh. Leto has like a freaking notebook that he calls like his stock book. Oh, gross. This is be playing Sims. <laughs> like you can't marry him. <laughs> like I think. He's your cousin. I don't know. That's why I always played Sims in God Mode. I would never play just play Sims. Like, it's no fun if you can't buy everything and never work. And Maneo's like, so is the new Duncan okay? Everything's good with him? And he's like, yeah, no, he's A+. He's untainted. Um, <laughs> they do refer to him as a stud, Ugh. which is like... God. And like... I don't like it. Is Leto watching this happen? I have a feeling. Or is he just like basing it on the assumption that like if Siona turns up pregnant, then that means that she's left with Duncan because like. Yeah, he'd be the kind to have like some kind of weird special test or something to know. Ugh. Uh, he's. Maneo's like, I, I don't know why you always want to use Duncan Idaho's. They are slower mm-hmm. and less alert than anyone in the fish speakers, which tells you something about how skilled the fish speakers are. Yeah. Um, so Well they've had ladies. they've had like several, you know, thousand years to work up a routine. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They do some good calisthenics in the morning. Yeah. Um Yeah, so he's it really feels like Leto is, like, baiting Moneo. Like, he's waiting for him to be like, please don't do this to my daughter. Mm-hmm. But Moneo obviously won't say that. And so he just keeps being like, yeah, it'll be great. I've been planning this for ages when your daughter <laughs> gets railed by Duncan Idaho. <laughs> yeah, it's... And they have a baby. It's so uncomfortable. Like, oh, that's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um... He asks about, you know, he knows that he has this stock book where he keeps track of all the recessive traits and things like that. And Moneo does say, like, but what about the mutations? And Leto's like, eh, we're not talking about yeah, that. Yeah, let's talk about the mutations. So it's like, oh. So Leto's like, does he know, like, about Siona and her, her particular mutation? Which is that which, she's... Invisible from prescience sometimes. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I know that's not like the, the way it's being used, but it's just like, this was like X-Men. <laughs> it's just like, what's your mutation? Oh, people who see the future can't see me. <laughs> I'd be oh. like, sweet. <laughs> like, does that happen frequently? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how many of those do we have? <laughs> um... So Leto was just like, look, I have a lot of plans for this breeding program. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, I bet you could try, you could figure it out if you really, really tried, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> then he says he's a predator. Yeah. And this is the part where Moneo starts questioning all of his life choices. Because he's just like, well, wait what do you mean you're a predator? And he's like, predators improve, improve the stock. Cause you know, like survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, but you, but you don't hate us. And he says, well, predators don't hate their prey. Yeah. And 
he says, uh, I kill, but I do not hate. It's like, that's not comforting at all. <laughs> yeah, Monet was like, uh, am I about to get rolled on? Like, is the worm here? <laughs> like, is this is the worm in the room with us right now? <laughs> Blink if the worm is here. Blink <laughs> if the worm is here. Blink twice if the worm is coming. <laughs> Uh, but he doesn't see any of the signs, which is tremors mm. in his body, in Leto's body, mm-hmm. glazing of his eyes, Ooh, sexy. and twi- <laughs> twisting of his slippers. <laughs> then, then, because Frank, I guess, was determined to make this some sort of dark romance novel, he says, for what do you hunger, Lord? <laughs> yeah, it's a little sexy. <laughs> I was like, Moneo, my. Leto slash Moneo. Enemies to friends to lovers. Right? Uh, He's like, look, I want humanity that can make long-term decisions, which... That we we are not capable of that. No, like come. I'm sorry, Leto, but that's just it's not gonna happen, buddy. Yeah, and he's like, but you're so old. I mean, surely you can make those decisions. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not old. He's like, not compared to infinity. <sighs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Which, to be fair, okay, yeah, no, you're not. Yeah, like you're not tens of thousands of years old, or you know. There are Anne Rice vampires older than you, mm-hmm. but you get what he's saying. Like you don't have, you don't always have to be so damn late about yeah. everything. <laughs> like take it down a notch, please. Uh, Maneo looks down towards the mausoleums and he says, someday I'll be there. Uh, it's like everything Leto can do to not be like, uh, uh-uh, sooner than you think, huh? Huh? He returned his attention to Leto, but not to the all blue eyes. Was there truly a predator lurking in that gross body? <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> There's a lot of that language thrown around in this chapter. Oh. Yeah. He's so gross. His gross body. And Leto says, look, you know, intellectually, that someday I'm going to die. Somehow, in a way. But he says it was a kind of death. A, a little death. Oh, God. Oh, you, you did it. You went there. I gotta go. I'm leaving. Um, <laughs> Show's over. He says, but you don't... <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Uh, he says, you don't believe it. And he says, how can I believe it? I'll never see. And now Maneo's feeling all, like, sad and lonely. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'm going to die. I'll never see the future. I just wanted to find out about Siona. And then Leto's like, let's talk about Siona. <laughs> yeah. So they're going to test her. And he's just like, well, so the testing I'm allowed also... to be scared. She's my only kid. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, she'll be fine. <laughs> like, you made it through. Yeah. He. Although I do want to say that the testing, they say, is to sensitize her to the golden path. Yes. Yeah. Because Moneo can kind of glimpse it. Like, he can kind of, he grasps that, you know, even if he dies, like, the golden path will go on. Mm-hmm. Um, Leo is very, thinks some very condescending thoughts about how cute it is that Moneo is, loves his daughter. Mm-hmm. And can he not see that all of humankind is my only child? Oh. I don't think you feel that way towards us at no. all, Leo. I don't. You can try to convince yourself. We're his only ant farm, I suppose. 
Mm-hmm. He, there it is. He is Sid from Toy Story. Oh, my God. Uh, he is, isn't he? That wretched boy. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I feel you... that way about Leto, though. I mean, he... I don't know. Like, I know he's doing what he's doing for the good of humanity. And I know that in the long run, like, it was mm -hmm. correct. But at the same yes. time... It's like, do you have to be such an asshole about it? Can't you just do a thing to be nice? No. He was never nice, even as a kid. No, he's never been nice, no. His sister was nice. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. She was blow-darting people all over the place. <laughs> well, they deserved it. True, true. Um... He asks if maybe just... Mineo asks if maybe just this once they could skip the test. And he's like, obviously, you know, I can't do that. Uh, he says, we have... Siona must be awakened to her duties as an Atreides. Well, I've already told her what her duties are. Mm -hmm. uh, then they talk about how hot Duncan Idaho is. Yeah, they do. For like a paragraph. He's a fine specimen. Uh, from new and old stock, apparently. Uh, you've noticed uh, the ladies like him. Mm -hmm. I like how even he, they can't even just say he's attractive. No. In a general sense. Mm -hmm. They have to specify ladies like him. Yeah. It's like, okay, oh, but no man. Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. No, those are just evil. Like, the gays are just evil in Dune. Oh my god, if he'd made... Was there a gay, Duncan? Because then he'd just been like, what? <laughs> That would have been pretty, pretty great. I mean, he would have rolled over on it. Oh, immediately. If he was just like, oh, I've brought you here to be part of my breeding program. And Duncan was like, actually. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it in a cup, but. Yeah, I got some, something to tell you. I mean, do uh, they not actually... artificially inseminate in the Duneverse is what I want to know. Because it's like, we don't have to have all this drama. We could just make this a lot easier. No, it does seem that every time that they want to do any kind of breeding mm -hmm. as it were they have to have sex mm -hmm. i mean look at look at you know the fenrings true she couldn't just get fade drunk and yeah leave with a cup <laughs> it had to be like sexual intercourse yeah it's probably some woo-woo prescience thing i don't know um is he gonna is Fade gonna do that in the Elvis voice? <laughs> I think it would be hilarious if he never, if he had no lines in the whole movie. Because I think like Sting only had like a few lines. Oh yeah, no, he barely had any lines, and all he said was like "uncle" yeah. and like "I'm here to kill you, Paul" yeah. kind of stuff. So that would be pretty funny. <laughs> he just didn't talk because everyone's making such a big deal out of Austin Butler's voice, and granted. It is a little stupid, but at the same time, like, who cares? Also, I mean, I've never had to use a voice for the length of filming a movie. So, like, I don't know how easy it is to stop doing it. I mean, it only took me, like, a week in Minnesota before I sounded like a native, so. Exactly. I do that, too. Yeah. Like, because I moved so much as a kid. Like, um, so, yeah, I, I don't. No, because I feel like I would have to do it a lot when I wasn't actually filming because not in, not for like a method thing, but because it's easier to not lose an accent mm -hmm. if you keep doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it just because it was coming, I mean, a few years apart, but it was coming on the tail of Rami Malek being like, 
I'm still Freddie Mercury. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're from, like, Arizona. Like, please. <laughs> please stop talking like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Do us all a favor. <laughs> you sound like Jackie Daytona. <laughs> Someone was doing some kind of an accent the other day, and I was, and they, oh, it was some podcasters or something were, were doing like an Austin Butler Elvis accent. And I was like, that's just Johnny Bravo. <laughs> like, that's not even close. You're just doing Johnny Bravo voice. Yeah. I haven't seen Elvis yet, so I don't know how good his, his voice is, but I really don't know a lot about how actual Elvis talked. So mm -hmm. it's a big gap in my pop culture learning is Elvis. Yeah. Well, I have a best friend that is an Elvis fanatic, so I have not been quite as spared. I was raised by a mom who didn't like Elvis at all. Mm -hmm. So no, I mean, same. <laughs> That's literally my, all of my exposure to Elvis has come from my one friend who was obsessed with Elvis in high school. I only learned one facet of like the Elvis phenomenon was uh, in high school. I had to do an oral history interview mm. uh, with someone uh, who had lived in the area like their whole life. And I interviewed a woman my mom worked with who, when she was like eight mm -hmm. met Elvis and, and it like changed her whole life. How was their first date? <laughs> Woo <-hoo. laughs> Um, well, she and a friend tried to sneak into like a show, so they like climbed a fence or something, and like security mm -hmm. guards tried to like scurry them away. And he basically just, you know, told them to be good, you know, usual for 1950s, like talking to an eight year old kind of like, sure, <laughs> you know. Um, but that apparently, like, she was a huge Elvis fanatic because like he spoke to her. Oh, sure. And that was another thing where it was just always like, well, okay, that sounds great, but also I, I'm just not feeling it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm looking at this and I go, uh-huh. <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah, I, I'm personally, I'm, I'm sure he's great. I don't know. Yeah. Just like you said, it's a gap in my pop culture knowledge. It's like, uh, so we went to, so listeners, we went to New Orleans, yes. we went to uh, the Museum of Death, and at one point they have, like, pictures, but there was, like, pictures of Ted Bundy, so it's, that's the same thing, it's always the, really? Yeah, we were kind of like, uh, okay. I remember reading more, like, when I was younger, I was reading, like, you know, all those magazines, like, true crime stuff, mm. and just always being like, well, I need to see a picture of this guy, because <laughs> everyone is always just like, oh my god, and then when I finally did, I was, like, 13, I was like, what? Yeah. Ted Bundy. Yeah, because everyone's like, yeah. oh, he's so handsome and charming. It's like, he's really just okay. Like, like I know that there's obviously a bias of knowledge, but, like, I look at him and I think, no, you're going to kill me. Yeah, no, he's not. You have the face of a man who's going to kill me. Yeah, he has those dead eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I just remember being, like, a young teenager and like, reading some, like, you know, People magazine top crime stories and just being like, Oh. Yeah. Like what were the seventies like? <laughs> well I Is this all you had? Got plenty of that <laughs> in the Sharon Tate portion of the exhibit, so Ooh. Fair. Yeah. Fair. You know. Yeah. But yeah, so Duncan Idaho is super hot. Mm -hmm. All the ladies love him, so they don't think it'll be a problem. He's like, Don't worry, your daughter will totally bang him. <laughs> oh boy. And he's like, Oh great, thank you. <laughs> Uh, 
So they're going, he's been like watching Leda. I mean, I mean, Leda's been watching Duncan Idaho, but like he hasn't met him yet. So they're like getting everything ready for Duncan's first like meeting. And that has to be like ostensibly <laughs> Duncan Idaho has no clue who this even is. True. Because, well, I, think I mean, I'm sure they fill him in. Yeah, he's been coached a bit, I believe, because he's having those thoughts when he's on the journey. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess it depends on, I forget, like, if we establish this, but, like, is he waking up at the end of original Duncan's memories and then getting the blanks filled in? Or is he waking up, like, at the end of Hayes? <clears throat> yeah, because, I actually, actually, I think it's, like, later than that, because apparently this Duncan... Okay is some kind of, like, chimera DNA between, like, the the original Duncan Idaho and then a much, much later Gola, I think. Yeah. And yeah. I think because Moneo does have the thought, like, it's weird that he is both a descendant and an... Or he's going to be, like, an ancestor and a descendant or something to that effect. Yeah. Or his ki his kids will weird. be my de my descendants and he's my ancestor. So, yeah, a bit of a mindfuck. Well, there's also the later sequence where Duncan walks around town and runs into the family of a previous Duncan and has to be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, are those my kids? I don't think so. But genetic. Oh, yeah. I think he ultimately is just like, give them some money. <laughs> I don't know. I'll take you to a amusement park champ. Poor kid. <laughs> Gonna go to a ball game, kids. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna leave halfway through though, so make your own way home. You're not my real dad. It's like I am not. <laughs> no shit. Uh, so, Maneo leaves, and like when he's in the elevator, he's like, "I was not dismissed, but I'm super tired." He has to understand that. He'll understand. Like, I don't know, he might, or he might roll on you. I'm so tired. Who's to say? <laughs> he's so tired. I've though. definitely felt that way. Yeah. There are days I've been tired enough. I would, I didn't honestly didn't give a shit if a giant worm was going to roll over on me or not. I would have welcomed it some days, I'm sure. I was reading some book once that had like modern day dinosaurs mm -hmm. and this town like gets destroyed by one and all I could think the whole time that it was happening in the book was it was very well written as to like you know being witnessed and being really scary but it mm -hmm. also sounded so incredibly slow <laughs> that I was like why is everyone just like huh weird dinosaurs huh interesting just stomping on houses <laughs> crazy <laughs> yeah um, it is always funny how quickly people in media adapt to these extreme situations like sudden modern dinosaurs i mean frankly watching the last of us i don't even think 20 years on i would still be dealing okay with like mm -mm. fungal people no not at all and so be like this is not a thing like i know i know i know they exist i know they're out but n n no mm -mm. like on the one hand i know on the other hand no because what yeah because who? I'd be asking for one of those painkiller glasses of wine from episode three, like in the first day or two. Oh my god. 
yeah, I'd just be like, oh boy, look at all this. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. No, no. These Mm-mm. people are mushrooms. Oh no, thank you. I'd rather die. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, let me. Oh no. <laughs> Especially once it gets to like 20 years on and you get the like different kinds because some of them it takes that long for them to develop. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the minute you, the minute I saw a bloater, I'd be like, mm, <laughs> no. It's been a good run. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I've gone mad from seeing that. <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, I'm just going to wander out into the woods. Yep. Maybe I'll meet a bear. That would be something. I'm just going to just slide down the side of this mountain. Whoops. Oopsie. <laughs> Here I go. <laughs> would you look at that? I fell into the ocean. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that would be the end of it i just be and yeah and it's always like i think the one that i still find the funniest because it's that same kind of 20 year gap was um reign of fire oh yeah where it's like 17 years later everyone's just like ooh, dragons yeah. <laughs> like no I, we're still dealing with that concept <laughs> i enjoy that movie very much <laughs> I did like that movie, but I still feel like it would take longer than that. It would be a few generations before we were all like, oh, yeah, the dragons. Yeah, you know, those pesky dragons. I read uh, some Ruby Dixon books where there are dragons. It was the same kind of thing where for the the sake of the story, you had to kind of like figure that it wasn't that long and people were still like adapting. Mm -hmm. But there were parts where you wanted to be like, you got to be like, oh, it's a dragon. (laughs) Weird. Isn't that I need weird? half an hour yeah. to just sit with this concept. <laughs> I'm going to need a 45-minute nap to process this. And these dragons turned into dudes. So anyway, <laughs> I, mean, I need to deal with that concept. It is uh, So Ruby Dixon is doing shifter romance now, hey? They're all parts of the same uh, universe. Because mm. there are parts in the... There's a part in the um, Ice Planet Barbarians mm-hmm. where... Someone who is more recently on Earth has to be like, oh, yeah, Earth is kind of gone. There are dragons. Oh, interesting. Sorry. Because all the women who have been there have always had this kind of half thought that maybe at some point they'd be able to go back to Earth. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, you guys don't know oh, about the dragons. Bad luck, Just friends. Through. Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie, they were dragons. Sorry, you have to stay here on this planet. Yeah. With your new families. You know? And, uh, yeah. And they all just live in good, good Christian fellowship. <laughs> now, That's how I'll put it. Now we're back to space Mormons, and I just can't, I just can't abide that. Oh, they're everywhere. <laughs> None of them look like that was Andrew the Garfield. Funniest to me, when people would be like, "Oh, like I," people would always say that about Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. and obviously there's a lot to base that on. But it was always funny to me because people would say that as if they then were presuming that this whole show was like a very like secretly Christian show, and I'm like, "This show? No." <laughs> That guy's banging someone that no one else can see. He's effectively just jerking off in the middle of this board meeting. They show it. They show him humping the air several times. Exactly. <laughs> like I don't think this is secretly like converting anybody. I think you're okay. No, although I would die for Ellen Ty. 
I would, How many dead chicks are out there? I would I would die for Ellen Tyson's for sure. I that is a moment of television that is one of the rare times that I'm like a character this character can now do whatever they want mm-hmm. because Ellen Ty comes off of that ship and looking hot dog like says, a snack. How many dead chicks are out there? <laughs> And I was like, hot dog, hot you dog. And me, man. We are like this. <laughs> oh, hot dog. You're so cray. <laughs> I mean. Surprise, here's your baby. Yeah, he had a baby with you Callie. So we, I think we've established Whoops. that he is cray. Sorry, yeah. not a Callie fan. Not a Callie fan either. No. So anyway. Um, well, that was pretty much the end of that chapter. Yes. Yeah. So we're starting, all the pieces are starting to move. We're going to get new Duncan, mm-hmm. that new Duncan smell. New Dunk smell. Siona's test uh, is coming up. Um, And poor, I mean. Poor Hui. Just the fact that she has to like, it's basically a job interview. That's like half for a job and half for like, and also you could bone this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Take a look at this. Wouldn't you, who wouldn't fall in love with all this? gonna walk in They're like ta-da <laughs> oh this guy right here yeah i mean she kind of seems half in love with him already so <clears throat> yeah just from like thinking about it this book has everything intrigue romance murder mystery plots so many plots worm carts <laughs> worm carts dead duncans live duncans <laughs> so many Duncans. All the Duncans. Clumsy Duncans. <laughs> silly Duncans. Lady Duncans. I <laughs> don't like that. <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, do you have anything you would like to plug for the week, Megan? Yes. So, speaking of The Last of Us, I reviewed and recapped the whole first season for The Spool. So, you could go over and check those out and, you know, read all of my my fun facts and my thoughts and i am currently uh recapping the third season of the mandalorian over at the spool as well so check those out every week uh i'm teaching everyone a mandoa word every week yep you can't get that anywhere else just here (laughs) just here it's very good educational insights in your mandalorian recaps I appreciate also, that. Grogu has been so cute this season. Oh. Like, holy shit. Mm, Cutie. So cute. My baby. <laughs> uh, I have uh, a review of season two of Yellow Jackets that's currently up on the spool right now. And more to come. Um, some exciting news coming down the pipe from the spool in the next few weeks or months. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you can find us. Over at thespool.net where we write about film and television and we're on Twitter and Instagram and all the places at Weirding Podcast or at Weirding Pod. And as always, you can write us a letter at weirdingpodcast at gmail.com. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> so in the meantime, until next time, everybody, be nice and take your spice. Take your spice. Bye.